0: Welcome back to the More Than Different podcast with your co-hosts, as always, Brendan and Colin McNamara. I got a quote from Eric Thomas, renowned motivational speaker, to set the tone for the pod today. Let's set the tone right out of the jump. There's no sense in waiting. So let me get right into it. That quote goes like this. Knowledge gives you control over your life. Let me say that one more time for the folks who may not have heard that knowledge gives you control over your life.
1: I like that. Knowledge is power, baby. Knowledge is power. Um, yeah, that's a good that's a good quote. That's a good way to kick it off. I mean, this podcast is going to be based on the idea of learning and applying and how that's going to translate into direct growth and evolution throughout your life, right? How you reach this feeling of uh, empowerment and growth. Um, so, you know, I think this will be a good topic to touch on.
0: Yeah, certainly is. I think learning and applying there's, there's so much to unpack with that. And it's frustrating when you put a lot of time into something and if you're not applying whatever you're putting that time into and, and then uh, getting a reward from it, it. It's useless. I'll give it like a good example. I'm reading this book right now. This is where I got that quote from, from Eric Thomas's book called you Matter of fact, I got it. <laughs> I got it for you for Christmas. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then I was yeah, home I for spring break. It, C-Mac hadn't yeah, touched it. I said, you know what? Let me, let me... I'm on a different book. Okay? Yeah. 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 Fuck, Absolutely. Dude, yeah. Attaboy. boy but I'm almost done with it. But prime example, right here, this book, I get that quote. I have a whole lot of other things I've put in my notebook from this great read. And, (laughs) and if I'm reading all this and and writing all this stuff down, if I'm not applying it, I'm literally wasting my time. And so I, that quote itself, where it came from is a great example. The, when you read a book, when you do something like that, it's useless if you don't apply that knowledge that you obtain into your daily life and try to use it to grow yourself, grow your lifestyle
1: yeah so let's let's break that down a little bit more so right the idea of learning is essentially application like you are putting yourself forward to either be open to someone else's readings someone else's lectures something you're watching or listening to, or you're directly exploring and kind of based off your own curiosity, learning something. Now, what you learn in the first intake, right? If you don't give yourself a healthy diet of trying to retain that information, then it kind of goes to shit, right? If you spend so much time, like you've mentioned, reading one book, and if you don't directly try and retain this information let it soak in and soak in it's like muscle memory right when you're on when you're lifting weights you need to be you need to be lifting weights consecutive days out of the week you need to be just be very consistent about it if you don't feed your muscles then you're not going to get stronger and it's like with you know trying to learn something if you don't continue to feed your mind on this knowledge that you're beginning to learn Right. In a sense, you're not going to be able to retain that and it becomes a waste of time. So within learning becomes this idea of needing to retain this information, which is based solely on application in you know a lot of shapes and forms. And we can, I guess, dive into that a little further. But
0: uh, yeah, take I, I think that there's a difference between knowledge and education. Education is sometimes that information is just passive. Like we're all in school, we're all studying different oh, things. Yeah. And, and because you might, you're doing a certain unit, when you're in it, you study it, you remember it. And then it just, if you like you said, you stop feeding that information, or reminding yourself of these things, it goes away. And knowledge is something that you obtain, and you then practice, and, and kind of put into your life. So that's that that's something that is more permanent, I think our, our education, the things that we might just learn in a school setting, that isn't necessarily knowledge. I think there is a uh, distinguishment between those two. And I, I just think that knowledge is is one of the keys to unlocking your potential, because we, we discussed that a lot with what being more than different difference about maximizing who you are, elevating who you are. If you're not Seeking more information, more knowledge, having a some humility to say, "I don't have it all." there's a lot of people who know more than me, and there's a lot of knowledge to obtain and gain and advantages to take. If you don't have that uh, humility, then you're 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 not going to have it all figured out and you're not going to maximize your potential. Yeah,
1: so let's take this from an educational standpoint. So, for example, right? We've all been in history class. We've all had to read that fat history book, right? Whether, um, you know, in whatever state you're in, you're going to get some sort of education on the history of either the world or the United States. Now, at some point, you had to pick a topic within that book to write a paper on, right? But you read everything in the book, essentially, whether you spark noted it or, you know, copied someone's homework or actually read it, right? You soaked in information somehow. But in applying yourself in writing a fluid paper on a specific topic that includes critical thinking, right? That's what makes you retain that information. Like, I could still talk about the revitalization of the city of Worcester because I wrote a history paper on it in college. Now, I took like five, you know, I think four history classes throughout my time, but that's what I could fluidly talk about because I directly applied myself in applied my own opinions to the subject. I think what's most beneficial in an educational setting, right, when you're trying to learn something new that's getting taught directly to you is take that, you know, whatever you're trying to soak in, whether it's anything technical, science related, you know, uh, in the English language, anything of the arts is what you learn, you know, being able to open that up and being able to talk about that in conversation outside of the classroom, whether it's with your peers, whether you want to, you know, have a a lecture with the professor in his office, right? Just being able to learn something and then try to talk about it, that enhances your ability to retain it. And in a sense, right, make that education well worth it, turn that knowledge to power, which, you know, opens up a lot more, flexibility and success within your life
0: yeah i love Um, that Uh, even just to go on our our blog section so much of why i do it is because you have these ideas or these different like knowledge comes not just from teaching or in a school setting it comes from experience and so a lot of what our blogs set around is from my own experience i think experiences that people can relate to but what is then. So why I do the blog is you get it out, you articulate it. And that in itself, like you said, having a conversation about something helps so much because it really starts to sink in. You start to find the right language as to how you talk about something. And that is what's, as I write these blogs, as if it seems like I have it all figured out, which obviously I don't, I'm learning as I'm writing it and it's it's resonating with me. So I think in similar to these podcasts too, and we're talking about these things, these are all topics and, and wisdom and knowledge that hopefully sinks in with us. And then we continue to apply to our life, not just like we're talking gibberish into the air.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, in my sense, you know, since Brendan just called me out for not reading the book that he gave me, um, it's because I'm grinding out a book on Martin Luther King and Malcolm X at the moment. And, um, you know, it's a, classic 300 pager um but the idea that i think we've mentioned in the podcast before you you know where you only truly retain the information if you've read it like three times through that's not necessarily true if you try to you know directly apply and converse within the bounds of the information that you've learned right from my perspective like it you know my girlfriend katie shout out to katie she's out in uh greece right now but um if I'm calling her and I had just recently read, you know, a chapter of the book, I'm gonna relay what I learned to her to try and soak in the information and yeah. also talk to her about things. And it, in right, right, when I speak to her about the likes of right, the martyr of Patrice Lumumba, um, by talking oh. to her about JFK and how you know people talk about his legacy, how much he he moved the needle on, um, you know, civil rights. Right from a, the standpoint of you know he was one of the few presidents that really pushed the needle on civil rights and kind of allied with um, MLK, but at the same time it turns out like he still didn't push the needle as much as he should have. Right, there are a lot of blockers that um, you know it was the perfect timing to move the needle on you know civil rights acts, et cetera. But you know there's a lot of drawback in his uh, beginning of his first term and then. Um, just learning a lot about, um, I mean, Fidel Castro meeting with Malcolm i I'm going down a rabbit hole, but just based on the fact that I wouldn't like retain all this different type of information if I wouldn't relay that and be able to try and verbally talk it through. Because essentially, right, when you get out into the real world, if you can't talk and explain it, what you're doing, right, then in a sense, no one's going to believe you. Right, no one's gonna believe the work you're doing if you can't explain and talk about, um, you know, anything that you're putting your mind to. So it's it's very powerful to talk through something because I think your mind trains yourself to remember that, and then on top of it, add your own critical opinions to it.
0: Yeah, I love that, and I think that's so important. Is <laughs> as you're doing it, you're learning and obtaining as you go, rather than learn, 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 and hope that you obtain. I think, I think about a lot of books. As you say that, I've I've read a lot in the last year and a half or so, and there's plenty of books I've read. Just the the action of reading, I felt was edifying me and was so beneficial. But do I really remember a ton from a few of those books? No, and it's funny. A funny story. We have a drill that we do during the season, and my coach, huge guy, six ten, shout out Curly he he stands and you have to go around him in a certain drill and he says he always says this he goes if you don't go around him he goes i'm not standing here for my health in other words he's there for a reason and, and when you're doing something like reading you got to have you want to have purpose to it you're trying to obtain knowledge you're hoping that it's going to benefit you uh, if you're just reading and and just going through words and pages and nothing really sinks in you're frankly wasting your time and time is of the essence so that raises a great point i, I i'm going to start doing that more myself that's why i do when i read a book especially books of like self-growth or uh, whether some some stuff in business trying to learn more for mtd i always keep a notebook and, and put some noteworthy quotes on there because of writing stuff out and being able to revisit it without revisiting the whole book it is beneficial too so that's something for for people to think about but beyond just reading i think there's just so many other examples of learn apply of course we can go down the old reliable of of basketball i think we've both had our experiences and for sports like you practice certain move or you work on a shot hundreds of times then you get in the game and you don't do it and you're frustrated at yourself and you look back you're like i'm not putting uh, and I'm putting all this work in and I'm like, maybe don't have the confidence or the courage to try it in a game. I think that's another example of learning and applying.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's sports in general, like just the idea of um, you know, learning ways to improve your own game in any sport and, you know, being able to practice that, right. The, the thought of um, learning as in the practicing Stage right when the lights are off, like that is your learning time. Right, learn how to turn this into muscle memory so you don't think about it. Right, that's so you're trying to soak in right how your body moves, soak in you know how to make a certain move, how to um you know etc. And and, then you know how to hit a certain pitch. Um, you need to basically apply yourself and build that muscle memory. But one thing I wanted to touch on is when I was in college. Um, there, we had, I think one year might've been my sophomore year. We had a mental toughness coach, uh, come and talk to us, uh, and shout out to coach, uh, Chris Bartley at WPI, um, who helped us get in contact with, with that person. Um, he's, you know, Chris mm-hmm. Barley in itself is a legend. I'm assuming WPI will probably name Harrington Auditorium will name the court Bartley, Bartley Jim. Um, after you just want to start
0: talking about Barley because yeah. I, yeah, no, already. but um, no,
1: no, no, but uh, that's hilarious. But essentially, what I'm getting at is this mental toughness coach who was, you know, formerly worked with the Astros during their World Series runs. Uh, essentially, what he taught us is the idea of visualization, right? It's another form of trying to retain this information, retain specific actions so that you can directly apply it into a game in the sense of, right. You don't need to go through a million repetitions of it as long as you sit and you visualize yourself making these moves. And, you know, at first you may not believe it, but over time, as you actually begin to, you know, sit down, close your eyes and visualize yourself, um, making these moves, um, hitting certain pitches, Running a certain route, um, it really translates because your mind is so powerful. So training your body is one thing, but everything runs through your mind. And so if you train your mind right, the the opportunities and, and uh, options are endless. So on that note, right, there are two ways to visualize. There's inside out visualization. And there's outside in visualization. The idea of outside in is, for example, right. You close your eyes. You. Are you you know in your in your dream or your visualization stage? You're in the stands watching yourself play, right? So you are visualizing from an outside standpoint how you would look making these certain moves, right? And so you sit down and you're like, okay, I'm in the stands, I'm watching myself move. This is how it looks, and it trains your mind. You're like this, like look at the way I move, look at how I make this play. And then the other idea is from an inside out standpoint right you close your eyes and you're all of a sudden you're on the court right you're in your own body and now you're looking the defender down and then you're you're feeling out how that motion looks what that move looks like um and so i think that that is very important and underrated in the sense visualization is in basically retaining and applying what you're learning right it doesn't need to be a very strenuous act of needing to rep something out a million times, which obviously helps, but at the same time, visualization is just as powerful.
0: I like that. Your mind, your mind makes the body. I think that's, that's kind of what you touched on. That's a, that's a powerful concept. And additionally, you also, if you're struggling to apply something or or kind of follow through, there also is times in which you have to reflect and say, "What what am I, what I'm learning might not be what i should be learning so so sometimes if a great example you're practicing a move you're just not going to do in the game or working on shots you're not going to take and so it's like oh i'm not taking them in the game it's frustrating well those aren't the shots you're going to get so you need to reassess what you should put time into learning that goes in all different aspects beyond just something like uh sports but that is also yeah. something you need to consider it's not always the application process that faults you it's also what are you putting time into what is worth learning and attaining and so yeah. that's a, that's another um something worth noting but we say like potential potential is nothing or potential there's a quote i forget what it was i said a podcast ago it was um podcast it was potential potential just (laughs) me it was potential just means you ain't done it yet and analogously to that having knowledge means nothing until you utilize it it's just up in your brain until you apply it and you live that knowledge or yeah certain instances conversations uh, i love that i love that finding jobs or, or spaces in which you can Showcase your knowledge and and your wisdom, but and
1: and look and look. I think I think what's benefit what is a great way to do that is figuring out what you're very passionate about.
0: Yeah, right.
1: And if you're learning something, whether it be in school, uh, at work, uh, outside of school, um, is to find a way to apply what you're learning and translate that into. You know apply that to your passion right so say for example yeah right, in that. our sense in our sense right we have a calling brand it's our passion we want to be able to spread a message uh out to the world and, and kind of just change the way the world thinks in a sense right bring more people together and emphasize the fact that everyone is different and we want to embrace that and and, and everyone's akin journey to uh reach everyone's thought of what success is so Right. In order to mesh that with, for example, studying engineering, it's like okay, designing clothes. Right. Being able to figure out okay, in in order to model print from an engineering standpoint, I can also do that in a two D setting for, you know, modeling clothing. You can also begin to start three D print in you know machine. You know, could be pendants or chains for more than different to be able to sell. Like being able to expand your mindset. And understand that what you learn, you can still directly apply outside of class, right? Outside of work. Yeah, uh, you just need to be creative about it. And like like we've mentioned, your mind is so powerful. You need to be able to expand beyond the bounds of normalcy and be able to get creative. And I think from there, the the opportunities and options are endless.
0: That's a great point. I really like that. Especially the part I'm fucking
1: full of great points today, by the way.
0: You've had your A stuff, you've had your A stuff. I fucking, there's there's absolutely no denying it. Now, what I'll say, and just because I glazed you real quick uh, and then told you you have your A stuff, I'm gonna call you out. I'm gonna get to the point of calling you out. But another example is, um, yeah, yeah, get to it. I've gotten really into public speaking, I, I did a lot of public speaking in high school. I was my grad speaker. The speech is on the more than different YouTube. It's worth a watch. There we go. Um, there go. so so he goes again. Peace but out. I've, and in a lot of Emerson, it's a communication school. We have a lot of presentations that we seem to do different speeches. Um, and so I'm really into public speaking. And I think with this brand, the, the goal is to con- continuously reach more people, get it out there, advocate for it. And I want to be the voice of that. And, what I've been doing recently is I've been watching all like some of the greatest speeches and looking at the different idiosyncrasies of what makes a great speaker. uh Let me an example. Hi. Uh, well, one of the best speeches of all time is it was uh Steve Jobs. He gave a Stanford commencement speech and he talked about several different things. One of which I've alluded to it on other pods. I think this idea of connecting the dots everything kind of happening for a reason. Uh, and, and when you reflect back, you realize that things start to make sense, why they happen the way they happen. That's a 10. So, so what did you
1: what did you get from that speech? What did you directly take out of that
0: when you're trying to study speeches? Well, I'm looking at just the way he speaks, how he emphasizes certain points, how you let the audience react and you start to make it... It's, it's it's like a performance, a speech. It's not a performance, but you have to engage with the audience. You have to read your demographic. You have to know who you're talking to, and as a result, you deliver the message a certain way based off how people respond. Someone, I, I was one speech I also watched where they found something funny that wasn't intended to be funny, and as a result, he clearly extemporized from that point. But I don't. This isn't the point that I'm getting into. My point was to get a jab at you. And that jab is that one of the best speakers. They eliminate filler words, and I've really been super conscious of it because we all do it. And I've gotten way better. I used to be bad, uh, but you still you you still spam the like, not like too much, you know. Right, you know, right, uh, right. So. Anyway,
1: way, right is way better than like so than like than um. Yes, but than, it's, it's just uh, more it's
0: just more pretentious. It's the same idea. It's it's trying to get the crowd involved. I'm trying to get everybody to no, agree with but me. But you right. wanna know hey, you you wanna know something that I, I've learned from these speeches is they do they they create they have no problem giving a few seconds of silence nothing let the audience just let it sink in then you return so anyway you you're a great speaker there's nothing i've gotten that feedback before too but but i'm just giving that feedback and it all pertains to this topic just keep flaming
1: me dude i'm not
0: flaming you i'm not flaming you it's something that i've uh i go to a communication school so i damn well better be aware of these things and that's one thing talked about in class we we (laughs) Our our professor, we had a improv speech the other day, so no one could plan for it. You weren't as prepared, and he kept track of all the filler words people's used. And <laughs> I, not to toot my horn, I only used two. I only used two. Ah, uh, we had. How long was the speech? Three minutes. What was it about? I you had to talk about anything. I talked about the idea of action creates motivation.
1: Oh, like you. Yeah, you and create your own
0: topic. Yeah, he said, topic. I thought,
1: oh, that's I feel like that still lets you prepare for it, though.
0: Yeah, but but how you're going to present it and in the point that's of fair. it was to be he
1: confident. gave you a day.
0: No, he we showed up to class and he said, we're doing a speech we, oh, no one. Had any oh, OK, idea. that's
1: that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool.
0: So anyway, there were a couple 20 balls in there, some for people to be aware of. And when you think about it, you practice it. And, uh, you become aware and then you just apply it to your life. You sound better. No, no, I'm, yeah. Hey, I'm, I'm growing in the middle of the podcast. Exactly. The pod is it's, 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 uh, it's its
1: it's its own farm system.
0: It's its its own training camp. Yeah. It's its own training camp. Everyone's listening is listening, watching me grow right
1: along with themselves. So yeah, it's a good program. (laughs) It's a really good program. But, uh, but one thing I wanted to touch on, uh, before we kind of duck out is, the idea of application comes in a lot of different forms and you, I think you touched on it, right? Obviously the idea of figuring out how to retain information, that's right. Physical application. That could be right. Verbal communication, trying to just essentially uh, repeat kind of what you have learned in your own words. I think there, I think there actually is, um, being like that's why you get a lot of assignments in school saying answer this in your own words it forces you to think things through yeah and actually like when you apply your own specific opinion or your own specific verbiage to something that you're learning that you may not understand that well right that locks into your mind the exact way you think about it but it puts it on a paper so it forces your mind to not forget it. Cause you're like, okay, I have it in my mind. The hardest thing is having something in your mind that you understand, but you can't put it to words. Can't
0: articulate. Yeah. So at yeah.
1: that point, at that point, it's like, it's like, how valuable is that then? You know what I mean? You know, outside of obviously some technical aspects where you can apply it, but you can't speak on it. Um, but nevertheless, I die. I digress here. Application can be, action via, you know, direct physical application, communication can also be um, visualization and then reflection, like you've mentioned. And I think what's great about reflection is that especially if you're, you know, you're trying to learn, you you know, and we always go back to the sense of being able to learn from somebody who's directly doing it Right? Not out not outside of the academia, in the sense of all right, if you're trying to be a musician, you're trying to be an artist and you're in the studio with somebody, or you're trying to learn a new art, and you're watching them see how they work, or right, for me was, I recently took a Muay Thai and then I took a jiu-jitsu class. Right. So for two hours, I was just with all the beginners, just learning new techniques, just learning the fundamentals of the things. Um, and what, what, you know, it kind of sat with me was one of the teachers was at the end, he goes, you know, somebody in the class had just won like a world championship. He's a monster, but, he was telling people goes, Hey, you know, you know, we only have an hour of practice here and some of it, some of the time we're actually going to be live actually training against one another. But at the same time, the rest of it's just going to be learning more tricks of the trade, more fundamentals. And if you only show up to these classes, you're not going to grow and improve as much as you should, because we only have an hour and, you know, you have to do, you do half the time because you're working with a partner normally. So they have to do the drills half the time. And then you're doing the drills half the time. So essentially you split the hour in half, you have a half an hour of work. And so he was like, you know, what you do is after, after the session, you should sit down and you should just think through the whole workout. What happened? What is, what were all of the drills that we worked on and sit there and write it down? So what I actually did is afterwards I sat in a locker room and I just wrote down every single – I don't even know how to call it, but uh, defense tactic or attack combination that I was taught. And it actually has helped me retain it. Cause I've taken one like Brazilian Jiu Jitsu class before and within a week, I forgot everything I learned. And so right, right, writing it down right after it happens, I'm telling you, it, it improves your retention ability
0: like tenfold. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Writing and and speaking it, I'm going to go on one final, might be a stretch, but this is going to help me for my exam. And it's a fascinating thing that I just learned. But on the topic of learning and applying, because I did poorly on my last exam, if we listen. If people listen to the podcast a while ago, I think it was the preparation one. I talked about how much I prepared and how I think I did great. Let's just feedback. <laughs> no, did bad. Yeah. Preparation has to change. So on site, I'm gonna retain this because I'm gonna Go talk about. Go ahead. Go crazy. So a couple things. So we mentioned the mind makes the body, and. What we know, our knowledge is what triggers our actions. Uh, what, how we, from experience, that gives us, that's our learning. And that gives it, that's how we then apply or react to certain things. And so that is what triggers our action. So, based on our knowledge, that is just to round this back to what the whole topic's about our knowledge and our wisdom and our experience, how important that is to tie into our actions. And so, I'm in a psychology class called Brain and Behavior. It's it's hard, really fucking hard. But there's this pretty fascinating concept that I just was learning yesterday. I was reading through the textbook, and it um it's gonna be a bit of a stretch, but it ties back to the pod is when we're so emotional behavior in our brain, how it all intertwines, it's fascinating. And there's this theory, it's called the James Lang Theory, he's a renowned psychologist, and Typically, we think that uh, typically we have this idea that when we feel an emotion, it's you experience something. So, say I walk into a class and someone tells me you have to speak, people say, Oh, you feel fear, and then your actions are dictated by the fear. So, the James Lang theory contrasts this it is that basically our perception of the body's actions is what contributes to the emotion we experience. So how I respond to something, if I am called, uh, it's the final play of the game and I get the call to, to, you know, they run the play for me and my body says, I'm ready for it. So like my response to that situation, which my number gets called is just kind of like pepping my step, confidence, conviction, like ready for it. My emotion that I then experience will be excitement, maybe a little bit of angst. But rather than if it's my response is like hesitancy, nervousness, that's going to trigger fear. So I say that, say that within our knowledge is there's so much power, like we said, and our knowledge creates confidence, it creates preparation, you're you're then prepared for certain situations, because you know how to handle things. And that's exactly. gonna then make your body, it's going to create your actions. And your actions are what create your emotion. Okay, <laughs> that's how we round this out. And it's a bit of a stretch. And maybe I didn't articulate that well, because I'm learning it as I was speaking it. But it's a fascinating idea and it just shows how everything's intertwined and when we know something we can have a certain level of trust in ourselves and uh yeah so sorry for a bit of a stretch bit of a tangent but that helped no, me it's,
1: no that's no that's great it's great that he <clears throat> i mean just kind of and we'll have to touch base in another week and i'll ask you a question about it and see if you actually remember it but um I mean it's fascinating. I mean, because the, the mind, body, the soul, I mean, that's what everyone says mind, body, soul, right? In yoga, I I just took a yoga class too. So I'm, I'm I'm going everywhere here, but like mind, body, soul, right? You want your body to work in unison with your mind, to work in unison, um, I guess with your soul and just your subconscious mind.
0: Yeah, they and all work together, and right? Yeah,
1: they all work together. And if you can master that, right, the control of your mind and body, then you become in a different space of power right within yourself you can control yourself right and then you'd also obviously don't need to worry about others because you have complete control over yourself when you have the idea of mastering your mind and body um so but yeah i mean we touched on a ton of stuff today nice I, stuff. Think could, I think we, i think we keep going, but i think uh we might be running yeah, around I in circles it's... i might start spamming the um like and you <laughs> know and right you're ah, you're
0: so. you about you your a stuff like we said Suppose we'll leave with one final thought to leave people with is, you hear it a lot when you when you lose when you fail, um, you go through something hard. You you're down. People say, "Oh, I fell, I lost. I'm I'm down." Rather than getting right back up, which people always say, is is take a moment to stay down for a sec because mistakes and challenges, obstacles, they're all opportunities to learn. These are all chances to learn. And if you rush to get back up and you don't realize what maybe went wrong and put you in that position, you might miss that learning opportunity. And I think when you go through something hard, stay down for a moment, take a second, figure out what went wrong, make mental notes about how you can avoid making some of these mistakes and how you'll be better prepared to handle certain things going forward. And then you, you then make those adjustments and you apply them. Then that's something that we all can do. And we don't need to just get right back up. Be willing to stay down for a moment, learn, reflect, baby, reflect and apply. So like hopefully there's a lot of people can take from that. Like we said, as we spoke all that out, I learned a lot from what you said and, and thoughts came in my mind um, from, from just hearing certain things. So this, this helped me as well. And I hope it helps others final thing cmac rocking a sweet new tea it's going to be more to hear about this it is coming to both stores and to our website we are entering the store there was a post about it about a week and a half ago if people didn't see it we are going where cmac give them a little details since yeah yep in uh
1: spring 2023 around april mid-april will be in our first ever retail store at the Point Clothing Lounge, oh uh, what is it? 02127, right? 02127 in South Boston at one thirty five Emerson Street, right off of um right off of I think East Broadway. Yeah, East Broadway. Um, and yeah, we're super excited about it. Um, yeah, it's a great we're shirt spot. coming out. We you know we're thinking we're, we might have a hat coming out following that. Uh, but this shirt i mean it's real comfy um damn you know we pulled up with this new design i think i think it's crispy clean gets the point across more than different has a logo in the center established in 2019 um you know i think down the line we're going to start getting into more elaborate designs but i think this just is simplicity at its finest gets the point across and um you know brings yeah. one to the forefront of the retail world
0: yeah, you can wear it out. You can wear it. You can wear it out. You can wear it summer to work shirt. out. Yeah, it's a sweet in the shirt. summer
1: You can wear it to bed. Whatever you want, it's the perfect shirt for any scenario, any situation. It's nice sand, sand color, tan color. Um, yeah, kind of like an off white. Kind of like it. Yeah, an off white. It's a perfect way to put it. So it goes with a lot of different color schemes that you want to rock, right? If you want to go. And, and, you know, dark khaki pants, you can wear, you know, you know, navy blue, hey, you can wear gonna... black, you can, you know, you can, this goes with really anything, you can wear sweatpants with it, khakis, jeans, Um, you know, try your hand at trying to make this not match your fit. Uh You're gonna have a hard time doing yeah. it. So definitely yeah. uh pop down to the store uh, at the Point Chloe Lounge in South Boston for all our selfie listeners. And then um you and we're know, not in there
0: yet. Not in there yet.
1: We're not in there yet. In there yet. In there yet but Definitely show, show some love down there to our guy, uh, Brennan Carter, who just opened that up. Um, you know, they're making a killing, they're making a killing. So outside of more than different, which, you know, I'm biased. I think it's probably gonna be the best item they're going to have in stores, obviously have a lot of great other stuff in there, but, um, nevertheless, this will also be out at mtdlifestyle.com. Um, you know, stay tuned for any updates there, but, uh, you know, shop MTD and, and, and live MTD baby. So. Uh, Thanks for listening, and uh, we'll touch base with you guys next week. Peace.